Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Hello, sports fans, and welcome back to the Sports Buzz. The unqualified producer coming back at you again. Uh, you are listening to the Sports Buzz, the podcast where we talk sports and we get a buzz on. That buzz is always brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, right out of Austin, Texas, Strange Land Brewery. Ooh, a beer for any occasion. A beer for every occasion. And a beer for all occasions. Oh, these margarita gozas. Limited time, never coming back to this house for free ever again. Ugh. Are so good. They are hitting the spot. Especially today, it couldn't be any better. Mm. And you know why it's a special day? Because my co-host, best friend, Mr. Chad Goodall, it is his birthday. My friend, I've said it once, I've mm. said it many more times, and I'll continue to say it all night. Happy birthday. Cheers, buddy. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I'm glad I get to share it with you because it'd be cool to share it with everyone with the sports buzz, but um, two people just really don't care about it. So I'm good with it. Hey, I care about it. I'm not holding grudges. I cared about it enough for all three of the people who were supposed (laughs) to be here. So uh, if you're listening, you know this is the amateur hour. We're going to get into amateur sports tonight. Uh, We've got a jam-packed show, and it's really based on one topic. Legalized sports gambling has hit America. Yes. It's 2018. We have caught up. We are ready to lose all of our money. You know what? I got a a bold prediction about this that we'll get into later. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about it from a lot of different angles. Um, Obviously, if you listen to this show, you know that uh, the Uncle Mac and me loves to get some action down on the games. And this is huge news for all the other folks out there who have the same type of hobbies. But before we get into that, uh, let's uh, thank our sponsors for everything to do for us. First, I want to thank Strangeland Brewery out of Austin, Texas. The brewery located at 360 and B Caves. If you haven't been out there, you should really take the time to go. Uh, they've got a great setup. Fridays and Saturdays, you can get out there and enjoy a lot of different beers that they don't sell in stores. Uh, you heard us say it. We are drinking their brand new Margarita Goza beer. Uh, it has actually not even hit the shelves yet. You know, when you're when you uh, sponsored by this company, you get some special perks. Am I right? Am I right, Chad? Oh, you're 100% right, and it is delicious. It is delicious. It is smooth. It is so good. 
Um, this is probably the only time they're going to give it to us for free because that is how valuable it is. So I uh, feel bad for the uh, the other two jokers aren't here. But then again, I don't feel bad for them because uh, they're missing out on Chad's birthday. But uh, be on the lookout. It is supposed to hit the stores right before Memorial Day. And it is the perfect beer for day drinking at the pool with your friends. If uh, those friends show up to your birthday, it's a great gift for them. Um, so go check them out at Strangeland Brew. They are very good to us. Be good to them. Let them know that the sports bus sent you. Man, uh, sponsor since day one, man. They really know how to hook it up, especially with this new beer, dude. It's delicious. Um, can't thank them enough about it. So good. Um, our other sponsor, Mountain Breeze Campground. Another, uh, fine establishment down in New Braunfels. Uh, if you are going to float this summer, if you're going to be camping, if you're going to be outdoors at the water, do it with our friends down at Mountain Breeze Campground. They've got music every weekend. They've got one of the best floating experiences you can get uh, get your money's worth for. And we talked about it in the last show, but the river's running a little bit slow, which if you're an amateur, might you might think that's a bad thing. But the real floaters know that when the river's low and slow, that means the float takes longer, which means you're getting more bang for your dollar. So, um, yeah, get out to Mountain Breeze Campground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't even do it. Can't even do it. Um, get out there. Tell them the guys from Sports Bus sent you and uh, check out their website, uh, mountainbreezecampground.com, for all of their uh, events, concerts, and happenings throughout the summertime. Man, uh, it's a great area. It's a lot of fun. That's all I have to say about it. Get out there. You'll know what I'm talking about. It is one of the greatest times you'll ever have. Uh, while you're on the internet, go to Twitter. Give us a follow. At SportsBuzzTX. Interact with us. Tell your friends. We really enjoy that kind of stuff, and it helps out the show a lot. Uh, also, give us a subscription on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you care and have uh, two thumbs in five seconds, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Cannot explain enough how much that helps the podcast reach new people and really uh, legitimize us is more than a couple of guys that get together and drink beer on a Tuesday, even though that is exactly what we are. Oh, 100%. And uh, we do want to we do want to take this to the next level. So it'd be nice to have a wing sponsorship at, too at some point. So yeah. help us get that. If you guys know a wing sponsor, man, you could be our, our new favorite listener. Um, 100% man 100% Lana's Lana's even hungry too for wings right now it sounds like Lana is going crazy over here on her wheel Uh, she's upset she didn't get to pick the game tonight she was sleeping whenever we made our show bet uh, which we're going to get into in just a second actually you know what why don't we just get into it let's get into uh, a little bit of show business what do you say Chad yeah I'm in man I'm in awesome so as I mentioned at the top of the show today is Chad Goodall's birthday oh yeah man uh a, a year older, a little less uglier, but hey, I'll take it. Um, Chad, I can't believe you made it this long. Um, Honestly, I had the over-under at 15, and I, I made that one. So yeah. I guess I had to set a new over-under at 25, uh, hoping that I would survive college at some point. Made that one. So I guess the new one that I'm going to put is 30. 30. Uh, it's just an extra five years. I'm just going to go five-year increments at this point. That's the way so, to do it. And then at 40, I'm just going to lose track. Uh, Chad and I had a great time celebrating his birthday this weekend, so we were told. Um, Spending out the lake with our good friend Steven. It was a great time. Hey, me and Dale are taking Bobby's troop up by the lake for order of the straight arrow 
this weekend. Y'all want to come for old time's sake? Actually, uh, Dale did not join us at the lake. Uh, and he didn't join us for this podcast. I think we mentioned that once or twice, maybe a couple of times. Dale and Coach snubbing the expert on his birthday. I can't believe it. I'm not upset. Uh, I'm furious. Uh, Chad, although, is, is taking it with total class. I don't know how he does it. I'm ready to run through a wall. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach still hasn't even wished me happy birthday today. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> uh, again, I think he got kidnapped or something. I mean, we still haven't heard from him tonight. So, we don't really know what's going on. And uh, we kind of speculated in the pro show what was happening. Uh, and I, I still stand by it. I still think that uh, the state the state had to have, you know, taken him because he's an accountant. And they know how much money they're going to make off the sports, sports betting. And they're going to rig the system. Uh, with the help of the Russians, of course, and uh, can't forget the Russians. Oh no, no, they're in everything these days. Yep. Um. So yes, uh, I don't know if we mentioned or not, but Dale and Coach not here tonight. You've got Chad and Ballad here holding it down, uh, which probably means it's going to be a great show. We we said this before. We've done this before. The best looking show that this podcast ever has was just us two. <sighs> you know what? I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, we have a new equipment. You know that if you've ever listened to our show before. Thank you for all the feedback. Um, I listened to the show for the first time in like ever, and okay. it sounds sounds good. It does sound good. Uh, but if you've never listened to the show either, you don't know what it sounded like before. Yeah. So um, it could sound good to you, but it could also be the exact same. Uh, pretty much is for me. But that I mean, at least my next question: Have you figured out how to use everything yet? I am pretty sure I know how to use everything that I need to know how to use. Okay. That makes sense. Which has been good enough for this podcast up to now, and it will be good enough for the uh, next couple of years. If if we even make that that long. Yeah, I'm surprised we've even made it this long. Oh, I'm I'm way surprised. <laughs> this thing could fall upon any day. You know what? Coach and Dale not being here might, might be the tipping stone for me. This might be the hill I'm willing to die on. You know what? It's uh it's one of those things to where uh we we, we this past year, we have gone without one show. We actually, none of us could make a show. Yep. And uh, it was Dude, our first. Dude, weather. It was our first one that we'd ever not done on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about time to bring that back, especially with baseball season coming up. Ooh. It might be a good time. Might have to. Maybe next week. We will see. there's nothing important next week on Tuesday. Nothing's more. There's no one else's birthday next week that I know of. No. Not that I'm keeping track of anyways. Oh, absolutely not. So uh, tune in to see if we do anything next week or not. Um, yes. So uh, we have a show bet tonight. We are watching the game two Cavs versus Celtics in Boston. Right now it is halftime. The Celtics are up 55 to 48. And we are on the right side of this one with a uh, ticket for Cavs plus one. Halftime right now. We're looking okay. Yeah. Still looking okay. Uh, I'm not going to jinx us. Um, LeBron did go out in the second in second quarter, though, and it looked like he might not return. But uh, he's got 25 points a half. So he's on pace for 50. Jesus. We'll see if he gets there. I'm thinking that he's going to be right in the 35-plus range. But uh, who knows? He could come out lights like blazing. In the second half. We will see. We need uh, it. Dale's not here to kiss to death our, yeah. our pick, so we can say as much as we want about it. And, by the way, this was expert's pick tonight, so you know it's going to cash. We've been on a really bad show bet streak. We have. So, and I don't think you've given any input on any of it, so uh, this could be the point to turn us around. And 
a little birthday luck. So I, I can only imagine that um, the betting gods will be on our side. We're knocking on wood on this one. Speaking of the betting gods, let's get into the show. The betting gods have blessed the United States of America. This Monday, the Supreme Court, a 72 vote, overturned a long-standing piece of legislation that made sports gambling in the United States illegal. It is officially not, and I can't wait to see what happens. Man, it's uh, one of those things to where I wish they would have just done it to where they, they, they did it nationwide and then didn't give anything to the states to be able to put out if they're going to you know approve it or not. The thing about it is, is, at least in Texas right now, we can do FanDuel and DraftKings, but in Louisiana, you can't do any of those. Hmm. Been there, not done that. Um, for those who have lived under a rock, this has been, this was brought to the Supreme Court by none other than Governor Chris Christie, who I usually root against. But and and, and by the way, the governor of New Jersey, who I almost always root against as a state. But they finally did something right for once. They got this pushed through, and now it is going to be up to the states to decide whether or not they are going to allow sports betting within their state lines. I told someone at work today, and it's probably a bad choice of words, but sports gambling is basically now weed, yeah. right? It's it's uh, it's up to the states to decide whether they want to offer that or not, and the, the folks who are left out are going to lose... Um, you know, miss out on money. The ones who are in for it are going to get huge tax revenues and all their people are going to have more fun. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I think that you'll see states like New Jersey, of course, they're going to legalize this thing in no, in no time at all. I give it two weeks. Oh, give yeah. it two weeks and they're, they're going to have this thing up and running. Uh, you look at a lot of the casinos that are around the country too, a lot of different states that actually have casinos. They've already been in talks with Vegas. Um, and Vegas is already looking at sponsoring other casinos so that they can use their um, sports booking knowledges and um, uh, what do you call it, lines makers and everything like that for those smaller casinos so that, one, Vegas gets a bigger pen, you know, they get a bigger cut mm-hmm. uh, throughout, the, throughout the country, but also to make it to where it is more universal, to where everything is really going to be you know, pretty even across the area, which is going to be good. We just need to bring in Texas. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody at work. Uh, what will be first legal in Texas? Smoking weed or making a sports bet? Uh, I'm going to go with marijuana. Really? I was going to, I'm going the opposite way. So I want to hear, I want to hear your take. I'm going to say marijuana because I feel like in a lot of the metropolitan cities, a lot of the demographic is more democratic. Mm. And I think that they have more pool than a lot of the other areas. And I think that, I mean, heck. Look at our state capital. It's in Austin. Hmm. The most hippie city in all of Texas. So if there's anything that can come from that, it could be weed rather than sports betting. I think that there's a lot of ins and outs to the sports betting that is going to take a while. The uh, the medical marijuana stuff and all the dispensary stuff like that, it's already making a push through Texas anyways. I mean, there's a lot of advocacy for that. Um, the crazy part to me is this. is How many representatives do you think have their own bookies already that are already cashing and, and making these bets? All of them. I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing it because I know firsthand, and it'd be great to have Dale here because he has insider knowledge on the, uh, 
the lobbying aspect of the Texas State Senate. Mm. And I know for a fact that a lot of them have bookies. And they a lot of them use the same one. Uh, I'd imagine so. Uh, it's probably a good, pretty good book. Um, You're telling me. Speaking of bookies. It, it's not me, though. Uh, <laughs> speaking of bookies, this is th- the idea of having a bookie is something that is about to evaporate. Oh, 100%. Like later on, when our, if, if we live to have grandchildren, we're going to have to explain to them what it was like to have to actually go to a local person. It's, it's Again, bringing it back to weed. It's going to be the same thing as like I had to go to someone's house and actually buy marijuana. I had to go to someone's house and give them an envelope because I always lost. It's going to be – it's not going to be the they brought me an envelope to give me my money. Um, like bookies – are are one of, one of the big losers in this whole equation. Oh, 100%. It's just like uh with alcohol and prohibition. Like everyone was going to speakeasies. Yeah. You know, and they're probably telling their kids like, "Oh yeah, well before we actually used to have real this underground bar and uh it was guarded all the time by all these guys and gangsters who had guns everywhere mm-hmm. uh cuz it was illegal." Yeah. It's too funny, man. It's crazy mm-hmm. how times have just changed. You know, I mean, heck, we talk about it all the time because uh, you know, Dale and Coach, I don't really think, get into it very much, but we're all over that kind of crap. They don't get into birthdays, so they, they definitely don't get into uh, sports gambling. I don't even know if they get into sports in general. I, I think know. they get all their stuff from an app. I don't think they like sports, if I had to guess. They don't care who knows. They don't like sports or delicious beer or friends and, and or a new birthdays. A new beer at that. A brand new beer. Margarita Goza. Get it from Strangeland. It is delicious, man. God. Too bad this probably lasts forever and have it. That's true. Um, I want to get back to the state stocks because there are a handful of states who are on the forefront of this whole thing. Obviously, Nevada has been there for a very long time. New Jersey obviously pushed this through. Uh, Delaware, uh, surprisingly enough, is another state that is very, very interested and already has legislation pushed through, ready to vote on that it's ready to support uh, sports gambling. The The thing that makes me, that's very interesting about Delaware to me, is that they don't have any professional sports teams that I know of. Like, it's funny to me that they've got everyone in the state wants to gamble on sports, but they've got no professional sports teams. Well, th- that's why. Because they all have teams that are outside of outside of the state. They have nothing else to, to do. Yeah, they can't true. go to the game, so they might as well bet on the game. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. But, do, do, uh, I don't even think there's any good college teams there. No. Because this isn't just for for major major sports. This is also for collegiate sports. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the NCAA does about this. Oh, the NCAA is in such a pickle. Think about it. Think about it. With with them not paying athletes, an athlete, uh, someone goes to an athlete and says, hey, give me a million dollars if you make sure that the line doesn't do this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, it, take it's, take three zeros off, and a student's still gonna do something like that. It it it's it's gonna change the game. I mean, it, it, this is this has opened up Pandora's box to yeah. where we're not gonna know. It's funny because you watch movies and stuff about people shaving points or people doing this, people doing that, and uh, it's not on a huge scale, but it's on a small scale of people that have actually done it. They just multiplied the amount of people that have access to doing this. One of the, I read somewhere, one of the big fears of the NCAA is player props. 
So oh, it, like in a, yes. in a football game, you can you can lay down money and say, you know, this running back will fumble the ball. And it's like a huge plus money, like plus, you know, 800 bet. If you approach that player and say, hey, if the if you find a way to fumble the ball and, you know, it's not going to affect the game too much, you know, we can we can get you an envelope at the end of that game. Um, that's the real big danger. But I will say this. Uh, I'm only betting dogs now. Because oh, yeah. if you're going to shave points, that that's money for the, uh, the underdog in this sort of thing. So I'm only, only betting underdogs. Because if I'm going to be, if, if there's going to be point shaving, I want to be on the right side of it. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I guarantee you 50% of the time, every time, you're going to win that. Yeah. So um, I, I, I had this take last week, and you weren't here for it. So okay. I want to I get, uh, get your thought on Perfect. it. If you're a NCAA men's college basketball team, okay. let's say I'm a member of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't know why I picked them, but it's okay. um, and we're favored by 13 points to a out of conference early season game. Okay, do you have any problem with the five starters pulling their money together and betting on themselves to cover? The 13 points. So they're still trying to win the game, but they've just said, you know what? Let's go win this by at least 13 points. I have no problem with that at all. Right? I have no problem with that at all. I mean, you're betting on yourself. That's what I'm saying. You're betting on yourself. It's like, it's funny because Steve Kerr came out and started his press conference today with, uh, you know, well, I guess I can tell you what I what I bet on the past couple games, you know, just like joking. But seriously, he probably did. I mean, it's just one of those things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you put money on yourself to win, I don't see how that's a big deal. But here's where the issue is going to come up, too, is what if your family members bet a lot of money on your games? Win or lose. I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have family members that are like, uh, okay, well, I know this guy's hurt, this, this, this. Inside this is going to happen. Another thing, too, that's going to be crazy is Whenever this goes to where you can bet on your phone, where you yes. can bet on your phone. So you could be at the game and you can see someone pull a hamstring or something. Starting quarterback pulls a hamstring, mm-hmm. mid game warm ups. Oh, guess what? Guess where all my money's going? Boom. Other team. Exactly. It is going to be nuts. I'm, I'm super excited for it. I think that it's just Pandora's box that just got opened. And I don't think that anyone understands the magnitude of what's about to happen in sports. It's going to be huge. And I just figured out why I picked Iowa Hawkeyes because the next group of states, Connecticut, Iowa, Mississippi, New York, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, according to the four-letter network, are on the on-deck circle for legalizing sports gambling. These states already have laws that basically allow or are on fast-track legislation to get this up and running. So um, West Virginia, again, another state that doesn't – and for that matter – Connecticut, Iowa, and Mississippi. More states that don't have any professional sports teams are ready to jump on board and have their citizens put money down for tax revenue. Oh, it's perfect. It, it just makes me really want to go to the Texas-West Virginia game <clears throat> and just bet the game. Yeah. I can actually just drive in, make up bets, grab some money, and run. I mean, it'd be a beautiful thing. I mean, or I could go to my bookie here in Texas, right? Some could, some could not. I'm going to skip over to the last group, Texas. No legalization activity yet. Yep. We need to get this going. We need to get this going now. We need to start lobbying for it. 
We should. We, we should start quit our jobs and get into into lobbying. For this. So, uh, Spencer's brother um, yeah, is looking. That. Is looking. Oh shit, Trent. Yeah, sorry about. Sorry Dale's about brother Trent uh, is probably going to work at the Capitol for, um, I think during session. So maybe nice. we can get him to lobby a little bit for some sports gambling. Ooh, you know, if I had to put my my you know hitch my horse someone, it'd be Trent, <laughs> not Dale. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't. I mean that. I don't know how more true of a statement you could actually make. I mean, a hundred percent. So, uh, Four Letter Networks got a list of kind of winners and losers in this whole thing. Um, I have some things to add to this, but I want to run through, through these with you. Can 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 I start off by one? Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you? Why don't you give me? Yeah, let's make predictions. I'll okay. I'll read them to you. Or you? Um, Winner, winners and losers. Winners and losers. All right. Give can me a start, winner. A winner. Give me a winner. Well, of course, you're going to look at franchises. Yes, owners, as owners. they are called by uh, the Fort Lauderdale Network. Oh, yeah. Definitely owners. Um, they're... Mark Cuban came out and said that his franchise pretty much doubled overnight. Yeah. The value of it. More people are going to be watching these games. TV contracts are going to be more lucrative. That is good for these franchises and the people who own them. Oh, 100%. Casinos. Yeah. Uh, casinos on the uh, winning list. Um, casinos and gambling companies. They kind of move them all together. If you were watching uh, the stock market on Monday, you saw some of these stocks go up 5 8% in a matter of seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. It, it's, it, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, there's going to be so much money flowing. You're looking at, I mean, let's take Vegas, for example. I think they, they did like... $204 billion or something crazy amount of money um, in just sports betting last year. Yeah. it's um, That number is very high. I don't have it in front of me. Okay. But uh, Vegas is on my list of losers in this list. They've had a monopoly on sports gambling in the United States, and now it's going to be the open wild, wild west. It's basically... Somebody, a company who's been giving one service, you're the only one who can provide it, and you can charge whatever you want for it. Now you're gonna be able to do it in multiple different places. Competition is bad for for Vegas when it comes to sports gambling. I think Vegas is a big loser in this whole thing. See, I I disagree with that, hmm. and I disagree with it because of this. Vegas people are gonna go to Vegas regardless. They're gonna go to Vegas for Vegas. Um, they're gonna go for the other types of gambling too. But, hey, while we're there, let's just bet on sports. I think that there's a lot of bets that will still be placed in Vegas. Their numbers might go down a little bit, but I don't think it's a huge detriment to them. I think that they also are going to pick it up. I think they're actually going to have more revenue because the thing about, the thing about it is, is that all of the major players in the, in, in the sports gambling world are out of Vegas. All the biggest uh, line makers, all of, you know, everything is out of Vegas. Vegas is already partnering with a lot of other casinos around the country to pass on that wealth of knowledge. They're going to take a royalty from that. So now not only can people go to Vegas and do that, but now they can do it at other places, and Vegas is still going to get a cut from that. A lot of the casinos will still get cuts from that. So I really think that Vegas is, is going to be, or not Vegas, but a lot of the casinos mm-hmm. will be fine. The the interesting thing about Vegas versus basically New Jersey now, because mm-hmm. New Jersey obviously on the forefront on the East Coast. Oh, 100%. New Jersey, what, four hours ahead of Nevada? Yep. Lines, casinos will open up earlier. The people who are betting, the sharp money betting in New Jersey is going to be able to move lines 
that Nevada and the folks in Las Vegas are not going to be able to ignore. So you're going to see these lines move faster than ever before, earlier than ever before. I can see a lot of sharp money moving over to the East Coast to try to take advantage of this. So I think so. New Jersey, obviously a huge winner in this whole thing. Oh, 100%. I mean, all all states. I think all states could be a huge winner in this entire thing. On the list as well. Just states. Yeah. Just states' rights. You know, whether or not you're into betting, sports betting, gambling at all, this is a huge win for anybody who is a big component of states making their own decisions because that was the whole premise of the Supreme Court's argument is that the federal government can't tell consenting adults what to do, more or less. Oh, 100%. Same as alcohol, same as weed, same as a whole lot of other things. Which which, which is interesting because you have this big debate on guns right now. Mm-hmm. So states might be able to, to make their own laws around guns. I mean, it, it, it might come down to that, which is, is real interesting that they're giving, they're giving a lot of power to the states, which is great. I mean, that's what, that's really what we need is a lot of, a lot more state regulation than we do um, national regulation. So it's interesting, man. I mean, they're making a lot of interesting decisions right now, and it's really cool to see kind of the shift in, in society. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing that in a lot of different aspects. Every, a lot of things are becoming more more of the norm um, when it comes to, uh, you know, things that haven't been in the past. And it's just the change in times. And it's it's good to see that everyone's starting to really see that and, and to make those adjustments, I think. so. And sports betting is one of those. Absolutely. I mean, everyone's done it for the longest time. It happened with alcohol. It's happened with medical marijuana. Um, even recreational marijuana in some other areas. So it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's cool to see the transition that this country's going through as long as the Russians don't interfere with sports gambling, which I really think will happen. And there's their networks and the security of it should be monitored. Well, that's one of the other big winners in this thing is, uh, sports data companies, Mm -hmm. app developers, uh, Mm -hmm. and FanDuel. And really anybody They laid the groundwork for this, by the way. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that they FanDuel basically claims to have a database of 10 million Americans who are interested in staking money on the outcome of a sports game. 100%. That is incredibly valuable. If you can get I might each, be one of them. Uh, hey, I might be two of them. Uh, if you could get each of those people to put a dollar down every NFL Sunday, there's a business right there. It's I mean, lucrative, but these these sports betting, or I'm sorry, these sports data companies are going to be incredibly valuable. Data is going to be as good as gold, 100. When it comes to uh, you know people who are putting big money down on this, as well as the gambling companies are trying to set lines and react to things. It's like to your point earlier, they're happening on the field, like injuries, because live betting is going to be bigger than it's ever been before. And the people on the field are going to have an edge against those companies who are setting the lines, you know, X X number of miles away. So getting data back and forth between those two places is going to be incredibly valuable and incredibly lucrative for who can ever do it. Because the books are not going to want to be in a position where they're exposed because they're not there collecting that data at the time that it happens. Oh, 100%. Absolutely 100%. We should get into some losers. Uh, losers. There are a bunch of them. Uh, oh, the yeah. first one, we already talked about it, but I think it's worth talking about again. Yeah. The NCAA is a oh, huge loser in this whole this thing. Is, yeah, this is this is that that, <clears throat> that that I think that's the biggest loser out of all of them. 
it's a huge loser. And the big thing is because they are so opposed to sports betting and believe that it's a big threat to their product as well as their student athletes. But they're going to ask for some sort of compensation to handle the legal market and any increased compliance costs. So when you're asking for money for something that you have stood on a hill for the longest time and said you opposed, that is a really, really difficult position to be in versus the NBA who has embraced this and said, that, hey, we embrace this, but you know we want our our 1%. We want our, our half percent of every bet. The NCAA can't say, hey, we hate this, but we also need money for it. They're in a really, really bad position. They're in a terrible position. Uh, illegal bookmakers, bookies. Oh, lo- yeah. Uh, local I mean, guy at the bar. This guy is a huge loser in this whole thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even all the international ones. All the ones right now, like Bravada, to be example. I mean, they're huge losers in this. Um, <laughs> it, it's... Uh, it's we're gonna see a huge shakeup in this. I, I, four years from now, everything is gonna be completely different on how all of this stuff plays out. It's gonna be nuts. So I kind of disagree with the online. They they call them offshore books, right? Because if you're an offshore book, you're not going to be subject to the same rules and regulations that the call them onshore books here in the United States are gonna be subject to. So things like increased compliance cost taxes, all the things that cut into the bottom line of a business and to the betters, by the way, are not going to be uh, absorbed or even recognized by those offshore books. So if yep. you're a, and, and, th- and here kind of brings me into another big loser in this is sharp betters, savvy betters, anyone who's putting a lot of money down because the cost of making a bet is about to go up in the United States. If if, if there's increased taxes, if the NBA wants their half percent, you know, this, that, and the other, that's not going to be absorbed by the, the bookmakers. That's going to be passed off onto the consumers. So you bring so up a good point. That's, I think that's one of the biggest losers in this whole thing. So, so you bring up a good point then. What is, what's going to drive bookies from not doing business anymore then? I think they're going to, they're going to be around. They're not going to just disappear. Um, but they're not going to have the casual betters anymore. They're not going to have the folks who are like, you know what? I don't understand the difference between minus minus 105 and minus 115. And I'm not putting enough money down for it to matter. Right. I'll just go around the corner to the local betting shop, the the, the stadium, uh, the the app that's based here in or you know probably in New Jersey. And I'll make the bet through there. I'll pay the extra juice. I'll pay the extra tax. I don't care. It's the sharp money. The folks who... Every percentage counts when they look at their overall bankroll. Oh, yeah. These are the people who are going to continue to bet offshore, going to bet with bookies because they know the big impact it's going to have on their bottom line. Oh yeah, no, uh, I, I I definitely understand that. I I think that I think that you're right. I mean, I I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, for all of the big dogs though who take massive bets, I don't think they're going anywhere. No, I mean, there's there's no way. It it's just is is such a lucrative deal, especially for the betters. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the things you just laid out. Um, Plus, I, you got a relationship with that guy. You it, know, you want to keep you wanna, him around. You, you can't just ditch him. You want to go over there, have have some food. You know, talk to the wife a little bit, say hello, and uh, it's more of a social em- gathering than anything, right? I got all these envelopes. You, what, are, what are you gonna do with these envelopes? You know, you're, you know, email got rid of the reason for most of them. It's true. That's true. 
Uh, Chad, I could talk about this for much longer, and we're going to uh, in the next Perfect. part of the show. But let's hit. Uh, why don't we say one quick break? Yeah, might as well. All right, we'll be right back. Well, y'all come back now. You hear? Actually, before we leave, mm. it's your birthday, so of course we're having chicken wings. Do, do you want to make a chicken wing guess uh, on your birthday? Oh, uh, I do. Let me give you a guess. Okay, it's barbecue. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Sports Buzz. We are in the middle of cursing the Cavs. It is tied 6 6 6 6. That's not a good one. Uh, about five minutes left in the third. Cavs just gave up pretty much like, what, like a 12 point lead? Uh, it was closer to seven or eight or ten. Um, but hey, when Le- LeBron James is scoring all your points, I mean, he can't. He misses some. Yeah. Um, Showbet in contention. Uh, they're up by three now. As we talk about, hey, sixty nine, huh? Sixty nine, six six. Six nine, six six. Nice. Until uh, then, we're gonna take a short break from talking sports gambling and get into the birthday boy's favorite segment. Front page news. Hell yeah, dude. I'm super stoked about this. Hit me with some stories. Well, the first one I want to hit you with is the one that Coach sent in. Uh, fuck that. We're not talking his story. Uh, the first one, Saban. This one comes to us from college football. Perfect. Uh, Alabama coach Nick Saban dismisses the UFC self-proclaimed title. He says, I guess anyone has the provocative to claim anything, but self-proclaimed is not the same as actually earning it. Said that the USA Today, Chad, they're Saban besperching the good name of the the, the UFC of the uh, national championship of, of the goal of the Knights. Oh my gosh, man! Well, uh, I agree with them, hundred percent. Because whenever your own head coach that was with the team and Scott Frost comes out and says, "Well, I'm not really in support of it," probably means that uh, a little fishy that you go ahead and claim yourselves national champions. If if Scott Frost was still at UCF, he he would never have said that. No, but then again, if you won a national championship at a team, you wouldn't leave that team that same year. Hmm. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Scott Frost <laughs> did, so we don't gonna, know. I was going to say, let me do the math for you once again. UFC, UC, UCF. UCF. It's so hard not to say UFC. UCF, undefeated season. Yeah. They beat Auburn. Auburn beat Alabama and Georgia. Yep. And those two teams played for the consolation. I don't see, I don't understand what's so hard to understand here that UCF, the clear, undefeated national champions of college football. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I understand. I, I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. Do you think we need to give Nick Saban a call and explain that to him? Because I know he's got a lot of things on his plate, a lot of you know wheels turning in the wheelhouse. Maybe he hasn't had the time to sit down and do that math. Like, if we got him down with a, a chalkboard and kind of drew like a, a triangle and kind of showed him exactly what uh, what we've been talking about, maybe he'd understand that he got second place this year. Yeah, well, I think he's more worried about what Jalen Hurts is going to do than anything else. So uh, I cannot wait to see what Alabama does at quarterback. They're going to go with the sophomore, man. Uh, that's just what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know how else you go around it. I just hope the sophomore goes into a sophomore slump and just starts to suck. 
and they lose like three or four games in a row. That'd be awesome. Um, moving on to the Big Ten. Okay. The athletic director from Michigan came out and said that he wants Jim Harbaugh at Michigan until he retires. Oh, wow. Despite the fact that Jim Harbaugh has never won a Big 12 title and hasn't defeated Ohio State since becoming the coach of two, uh, since 2015. Is this really the guy you want to you want to you know, tie your boat to? You want to set sail with into the into the wild wild uh, oceans of of college football? You know, it's it's weird. I uh, I say this all the time: is that the coach's first year that he's at a program, he's basically inheriting the team that was with the previous coach. Mm-hmm. So the first year was Jim Harbaugh's best year with Michigan. Ever since then, he's been kind of on the downfall. So, uh, I would say give him a couple more years and see what he does. Don't don't say you want him until he retires unless he's retiring in two years. So, something I can't quite make out from this quote is I can't tell if the AD is saying that he wants Jim Harbaugh until Jim retires or until the AD retires. Because this could be a little smoke signal that um, that Manuel is, is on his way out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's... Oh, man. I don't know. I, I like Jim Harbaugh a lot. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great football coach. I too. think he should go back to the NFL, to be honest. I, I, this, this screams just like, okay, we're fine with being second best in our conference. Not second best in the country. Second best in our conference. And not even the whole Big Ten. Second best on, on our side of the conference. Oh, yeah. Like, this... This is such a weak statement. And by the way, like, put the pressure on Jim a little bit. Like, don't you want him to know that he needs to be working for his job? Like, if I wake up tomorrow morning and I, there's a letter from our CEO that says, hey, no matter how much Zach Ballard sell, I'll drink for that. Uh, I don't care. He's got a job here for the rest of his career. I'm probably going to take a little vacation. Oh, 100%. I'm definitely not going to try as hard. Like, 100%. You just gave a guy who has been so mediocre from Michigan standards a, a free pass to just do whatever he wants. You know what? It's a hundred. I 100% agree. I 100% agree with you. I think that, uh, that was the AD from Michigan that came out and said that, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, that guy's, he's got, he's a short leash now. Um, if I was in the board of regents for Michigan, I'd be looking at it and saying, huh. Is this really what's best for Michigan athletics? Is to tell a coach, not even through his first contract yet, that he's got a job for life? No, I don't think so. It's 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 funny because I talk to I talk to people all the time about about jobs, right? I mean, yep. let's just relate this to real life here. Um, a lot of people that are in a low stressful job who doesn't really have to worry about meeting expectations to a certain extent know that they could be at that job forever right yeah those jobs don't make as much money as as jobs that are higher stress just because of the fact that someone's always under pressure they always have to perform same thing with with coaching same thing with football if you're not under any pressure at all what's the point i mean you don't have the you don't have the fire to go out there and literally jump through hoops to do the best you can. You just settle with mediocre. That's what this team's going to do. Well, you know, good thing. Jim, Jim's only like the third highest paid coach in the, in the NCAA. So 
Uh, I don't know where he puts them on that on the grading scale, but yeah, I totally disagree with this statement. Um, 100%. Moving on. Perfect. The NCAA approves rules limiting teams to 20 people on headsets in-game. So, apparently now, up to 20 people on the team, including four players, can wear headsets during the game. So I don't know if this is an increase or a decrease, but I, I found it a little bit interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, four players. So you could have your backup quarterback with a headset on. You could have the quarterback when he comes off the field. You could have the defensive captains with headsets on. Wow, interesting. You I don't know how many could. I don't know how many could before, but that that is really interesting. I think the players I'm giving it to. I'm giving. I'm giving it to the free safety. I'm okay. giving it to the Mike. Yep. I'm giving it to the center and the starting quarterback. Fuck the backup quarterback. He's never going to go into the game. If if he needs to go and he can switch court helmets with the the starting quarterback. Okay. So I think those are well, the no, four no. players that I want wearing a, a headset during the game. Wait, wait. In college, they don't have mics in their helmets. Oh, okay. I'm misunderstanding. I'm misreading this. Yeah. I'm thinking of this as like mics in no, no. helmets during. No, game. that's NFL only. Mm. That's NFL only, and it's only one player on each side. So typically, it's the quarterback or the Mike linebacker. Right, I'm less excited in the NFL. about this now that I've, I've read yeah. it. Yeah, but if they put them inside of helmets, that would be amazing. That'd be awesome in college football. Yeah, and the Russians. It would speed the game up. The Russians could hack into those helmets, and we could be telling them, "Hey, uh, we need you to fumble the ball on this play because we've got like plus twelve hundred action on it." <laughs> and that would be sweet. Hey, just goes along with our legalizing sports betting, man. I love it. it. Um, sha sha sha. I'm checking out to see what else is on the front page. Let's go ahead and update our our show bet. Then we're we're. Coming to the end of the third quarter, Cleveland's down two right now. Celtics are on a run. Uh, when they get hot, man, they get hot. And uh, again, LeBron James is trying to do everything for him. But let's Come get back on. to some front page news, man. Uh, last one we're going to talk about. A big transfer in the college football quarterback world. Bringing it back to University of Michigan. Okay. Ole Miss's Shea Patterson now at Michigan playing quarterback. That's big news. That is big news. Uh, I like Shea Patterson. I think he's a I like great Shea quarterback. I like Shea Patterson a lot. I like. I, I really do. I think that that's a huge pickup. Um, maybe that's why the AD came out and said Jim Harbaugh is going to have a uh, a job for life. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's huge. They uh, they really struggled that position last year, and it looks like they've done a good job in addressing it with a with a transfer quarterback. You look at all of the Ole Miss players that have left that program, mm-hmm. and they've all gotten reinstated by the NCAA to play next year. So yeah, as they should. Oh, a hundred percent. 100%. percent. It, it's, it's a disaster whenever stuff like that happens. And again, the NCAA has, has a lot of rules in place. I think their management is piss poor to be honest with you, but they do have stuff in place for players who um, need to leave the program to be closer to home for like family issues and stuff like that. Yes. So where the player can play right off the bat, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the grad transfer thing I think is, is a good thing as well, but I really like that they're giving players opportunity in programs to where there's massive corruption to leave that program. Well, look at happened at you know, Baylor a couple of years ago yep. with Jared Stenham. You know, he was the 
uh, the starting quarterback at Baylor, uh, sat out a year, went to a JUCO, and found himself as the starting quarterback in Auburn. And they, you know, national runner-ups, you know, losing to UCF in that bowl game. So um, I like the move from Shea Patterson. I'm obviously rooting for him. Uh, I don't hate Michigan. I just think their AD is an idiot in the oh, things he says in press conferences. But, yeah, I'm going to be interested to see uh, how Mr. Patterson does up there in Ann Arbor. No, I, I think he's going to do great. I think he's going to do really good. Um, I mean, heck, he was a top recruit coming out of high school. So he's going to do well. I'm excited for him, actually. I'm really excited for him, too. Um, hey, so let's get into first impressions. I Perfect. had us making some Byron Nelson picks. Um, I don't really want to do that anymore. Perfect. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Byron Nelson other than it's in Dallas, and I had tickets to it that I am foregoing to do a, another Lake weekend because I like the lake Ooh, more than I like the golf course. That's good. That's good. Maybe we should uh, – as much as I would love to talk shit about uh, golf, we might get our golf expert on the line. Oh, you want to try? Oh, uh, we could. Okay. Let's we give could. him a call. Yeah. Do you have the thing? Uh oh, I do have the thing. Let me go ahead and get that real quick so that we can call him. And this is great radio, though. This is great radio. Uh, just as as a little uh, background, uh, if you listen to the pro show, you know that we brought on Dale to apologize to Chad for not being here for his birthday, uh, under the pretense that we we're gonna have him preview the Byron Nelson uh, for us. And uh, once he gave us his apology, uh, we let him know we were out of time, which was true. Uh, not really, but kind of. And uh, he's been texting us for the last hour trying to figure out uh, when we're going to call him back. And we have been telling him that it's been soon or five minutes for the last 45 minutes to an hour. So I guess we're going to get back on the phone now. Perfect. Let's see Let's see if this works because uh, I just tried calling him and it, my phone wouldn't even let me uh, press any buttons. So... Mountain Breeze getting a lot of plays. Does, does he just live there or something? I mean, I guess so. Nine twenty. See if he even answers this point. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to book a uh, a, a weekend on Memorial Day weekend, a trip. Uh, your trip. <laughs> no, we want to take a trip. We want to take a trip. To Memorial Day weekend yeah. on the river. Yeah, we've got a, a, a late yeah. birthday we want to celebrate with a couple of best friends. We usually get together on Tuesdays, but we thought we'd get together on a Saturday this weekend. <laughs> oh, this weekend works fine. Yeah, come on out this weekend. We're open. No, no, no. no. We, no, no, we, no, we only weekend. celebrate. We only celebrate on uh, Memorial Day weekend. So. Oh, okay. You can. Yeah, put, I don't know if that's gonna work. You, we got an overflow camping. Hmm. You can't right, we'll pull call any strings or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all are ridiculous. So, uh, we we told you we'd talk some golf. Um, as much as I really don't want to, give us your preview of the Byron Nelson real quick. Yeah, I haven't really done a whole lot of research, uh, but this was uh, Jordan Spieth's first professional tournament. Uh, he's playing the next three weeks, including last week, so four weeks in a row. Um. I mean, I think he figured something out this past week at the players on Saturday, at least. He didn't have the greatest showing on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I think something kind of clicked with him. Uh, he started hitting the ball a lot better than he has in the past couple months. So, uh, this is a tournament that he's been playing since he was, like, 16 years old. One of his favorite places to play. Uh, so, I, I think Jordan should have a good week this week. 
Um, I really don't know who else is in the field. Um, give me a couple of guys in the field if you guys uh, have any you're looking at. That's why we called you, Dale, is, is you could give us the people in the field. That's, that's the whole reason you're on the phone right now. All right, well, it looks yeah. like you're not very prepared for the Byron Nelson talk, so uh, give us a little player's recap then. Because it's golf, it's not very exciting. Honestly, I watched all of none of it, and uh, the one thing that I took from this tournament is that no one talked about Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka shooting a nine under on the final day to tie the course record as well at a sixty-three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooks didn't play a great first three days. Um, crazy story with Brooks is he uh, he re-injured his wrist. The day before the tournament started on the driving range, uh, some yahoo was given a golf cart and um, decided he was going to drive right through the middle of the driving range. Uh, he was 15 yards in front of 15 yards or 15 feet in front of uh, Brooks Kapka. He had a three iron in his hand, about to just let one rip, and was somehow able to stop his swing uh, and re-injured his wrist, and then went out and did what he did this weekend. Um, so I guess moral of the story there is uh, don't don't give uh, a bunch of idiots golf carts. Just let them go where they want. But, yeah, Brooks' 63 was awesome. The, uh, the albatross, the double eagle, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, there on 16 was pretty impressive. Just one hop dumped it in. Uh, maybe the most impressive round, uh, well, obviously Webb was close to a 63, or I mean a 59. But, yeah, the two 63s was, was damn impressive. That golf course was not playing easy. Uh, especially 17, always always a killer. And Brooks went uh, went two two, which is always a nice look on the scorecard. No, I I, I hear you. And uh, the the wrist thing, not a big deal because if you can dislocate an ankle, come back out and shoot under par, then you could easily tie the course record with a nine under. So um, you know, tomato t- tomato tomato to me. What do you see? <laughs> What do you uh, see? Kept him out for several months, so I thought it was pretty impressive that he was able to uh, to play as well as he did after re-injuring it. 
Yeah, again, you know, tomato, tomato, man. Uh, let me let me get your take on on Tiger moving forward. Um, do you think that he found something, or do you think that it was just kind of a uh, a one off? Oh, uh, what are you um, gonna say? Honestly, it's hard to tell because we've seen him play well, and then we've seen him blow up. Um, he made a lot of putts, but he was also hitting the ball better than I've seen him hit it since his quote unquote comeback, uh, comeback number seven or eight, however many it's been now. Um, he, he was hitting shots the way that he used to hit shots. I mean, these these spots where he's got to land it within a two-foot circle, otherwise he's either in the water or he's got 30 feet for birdie. He was putting it, you know, in these little tiny spots, these landing zones, um, on that Saturday. And even Sunday, he made a little bit of a run with uh, three or four straight birdies on the front nine. So it, it kind of looked a little vintage Tiger again um, with with the way he wasn't it wasn't just one birdie here and then nine or ten holes later another birdie here with some bogeys in between it was it was a lot of birdies um, just a, a very few mistakes uh, few number of mistakes uh, took a weird uh, wind gust on 17 on on a Sunday that kind of shifted on him but. All in all, I thought it was a good week for Tiger. He, he grinded as hard as he could to make the cut and then just went super low on Saturday and Sunday. So he's still got the game. We, we, we definitely know that. It's just a matter of putting four rounds together, which obviously sounds like the biggest no-shit Sherlock comment of the, of the week. But um, we'll just have to see going forward if he can do it, if he can put four rounds together. Because I, I think he's really, really close to winning a golf tournament. He even said that himself. Yeah, again, I'll believe it whenever I see it. But, uh, yeah. you know, dude, we we appreciate uh, you taking our phone call, um, especially at one of our sponsors, Mount Breeze Campground and River Outfitter. So uh, look him up, and uh, you might see Dale out there working the desk yeah, at 10 o'clock at night. Back on again, uh, watching a badass thunderstorm rolling over the mountains here and uh, hanging out with two badass raccoons. So, Ooh, maybe that's why Coach is Yeah, well, I mean, you're putting us out for Memorial Day weekend, so we'll see you Memorial Day weekend. All right, man, we appreciate it. Right, and that was Dale. It's Dale. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> man, this show was going so great until we talked golf for that long. Yeah, and the whole time we talked golf, the Celtics went on a massive run. Wow. You know, Dale can kiss a death a game from Not 100 plus here. miles away. Golly. Um, you know what? If we get into sports betting talk again, I'm going to ramble for another 10. So let's cut this Perfect. one short. Let's hit I'm the in. under tonight, man. I'm in. We need it. We need to hit something. Uh, Expert, again, happy birthday. Appreciate you coming over to, to the Casa de Ballad to spend it with me. I know you could be anywhere tonight on your birthday. I appreciate you being here. I'm happy to celebrate with you, and I just want to give you one last Happy birthday, my man. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, you find out who your true friends are at podcasts. Let me tell you that. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. If you made it this far, you must like the show. Let us know. Give us a five-star review. Leave us some kind, nice, or mean words. We don't really care. We just want to hear about it, and we want them to be five stars. So help us out. It's great for the show. Uh, I am Bal, the unqualified producer. That's the birthday boy over there, Mr. Chad Goodall, and we are out of here.
This party is officially over.